0: when creatives go away they the sort of they the intent there is like they want to be inspired and so i need to go to museums or i need to like just soak up graphic design that's happening in like london you know yeah and i would say that inspiration comes in obviously so many ways and most of what you need as a creative is just to clear your mind
1: Hey, everybody, welcome to The Creative Rising, a series of conversations on career, courage, and creative leadership. Recording live at Constellation Studio in historic Sweet Auburn, I'm your host, Blake Howard. Today, we're going to take a break from the daily grind, take a deep breath, sit back, relax, and talk about ah, rest. But there's no snoozing in today's discussion. Because we're going to talk about the risk of rest and the importance of recharging our creative juices before they are fried. And to do this, we're going to talk to a friend of mine, Jose Reyes. He's the creative director of MetaLeap, a creative firm here in Atlanta. They do incredible design work, and I've always admired his approach to balance. Specifically, we're going to talk to him today about his sabbatical program and how it provides rest and rejuvenation to his team, to himself, to his wife, to his family. But a program like that comes at a certain cost. And that's what I want to learn about. I want to learn about the courage required to choose rest. So, Jose, thanks for being here today. Hey, Blake.
0: Thanks for having me.
1: Okay, so you've moved around quite a bit in your life. You were born in Puerto Rico. You lived in Turkey, Utah, New Mexico, Florida, and now Atlanta, Tell us more about your backstory and how you discovered design.
0: Yeah. Um, gosh, it sounds like I've been on a, a railroad train uh, for my whole life. Well, my backstory is that I come from a pretty traditional family. And my parents were both born in Puerto Rico. And my dad joined the military. And then um, he ended up um, moving with my mom And my mom was really very young. And this is important to the story because they moved... All the way to Washington State uh, before I was born, and so as a as a matter of coming from an island, my mom didn't speak any English at all, and moved almost as far away as she could have ever imagined. And so, um, eventually, they made their way back to Puerto Rico where I was born. But at the time, and even until the time where I I was getting starting to get a little interested in. What art was and design and that kind of thing—that was like not even anywhere on the radar for me. And my parents, being very pragmatic people, were like, "Why? Why would you go do that?" You know, there's pl- <laughs> in fact my dad—he uh, was like, "You know, there's plenty of sick people out there. You know, you should go into the medical field." My dad was a radiologist, so um, I uh, had to really convince them that going down this path of being an artist. Um, was worthwhile, and they were not buying any of that and It really took kind of an intervention for me to finally make my way to art school and that was on the behalf of my brother and um, I think that so much of of my life and I think all of our lives is really somebody helping us along the way, and wherever we are is just it's people loving us along the way and caring for us and and giving us an opportunity and so that's kind of the
1: beginnings of how I got to um, even beginning to think about going to art school. Okay, so you've decided to study graphic design, you go on to start your own agency, and at some point, the workload, the anxiety, something must have come to a head for you to decide to take some time off. So so tell us about that. When did you finally make that decision, and when did all the tension come to a head?
0: Yeah, um, that's a great question, and that sounds like things were coming to a head, and For the people that know me, they um, tend to say things like, you guys are so intentional, like me and my wife. And so even when we were dating, so this goes way back. So when we were dating, we talked about our love for travel. We We just wanted to figure out a way that we could work together, that we could just hang out. Yes, we like each other that much. And so we were like, how can we do this? And um, and how can we do this, and how can we sort of give this to our kids one day and invite them along and bring them along on all these little trips and stuff? And so this was way before we had a real sort of um, sort of philosophy around what it looks like to take a sabbatical or to do any of that kind of stuff. but so that ultimately led to a lot of like decisions like, well, let's go work here, but ultimately, if we start this agency, then we have an opportunity to control our time. Mm -hmm. And we have the opportunity to make room for things. And we can work together. So that was really kind of how it all came together. And then really it wasn't until maybe 10 years after that that we we really took our first sabbatical. You're like, okay, we have our sights set off into the future. And you start making and you're doing and you're having some mild forms of success and then setbacks and you're trying to just figure this whole thing out. And we realized very quickly that there weren't a lot of people who were doing things the way that we wanted to do them, um, who were intentionally setting apart time or wanting to do that to have rest. And um, what was interesting was that at, at some point we actually came across and met with a friend of ours here in Atlanta and their company did this sabbatical thing, and that got my wife and I really intrigued and We talked to them a little bit about that and how it worked and um, they took a uh, sabbatical every five years and the agency that I was at before I started the agency, they had ten year sabbaticals hmm. and The thing that I thought was really interesting about that was they were they weren't asking people. To commit all of this time of their life to get this sort of carrot at the end and I just felt like that was sort of disingenuous and I didn't want people to have to work in such a way where the thing that they were looking forward to was this thing at the end like I wanted to embed that into yeah. their lives in, in kind of a much more authentic genuine sort of way and so um, that's kind of how that, that little seed began to get planted of like well if we can do this thing not just for us but for our team you know what would that give our team you know what what kind of atmosphere what kind of agency could we make that's very different and that that really honored
1: our team members you know in ways that and that we felt could be really enriching so when did you realize that this was the year like we're going to take some time off and and why did you decide to do it
0: we were at a place where i mean Personally things were paid off so we didn't have all this debt, you know, student mm-hmm. loan debt was paid off. It was a much more natural sort of financial moment for us to be able to do something like that. It was less risky. There was a, a moment where we could kind of take five weeks, which I know is a lot of time, but it was sort of natural because my brother, the one who had kind of, you know, stepped up on my behalf way earlier in my life, um, he was retiring from the military. And so he was going to drive cross country. and he was living out in California. And we thought, wouldn't this be really cool, like, to have time with my brother and his family if we went out there and then drove
1: cross country? Okay. So to play devil's advocate a little bit, five weeks off is a lot of time off. I mean, there's there's other things you you could be doing, right? There could be opportunities you miss out on. Like, what if a huge project could fall in your lap during that time? or, couldn't you just keep working hard and grinding out another dollar? Like think of all the money that you leave out on the table or what if something blows up at your office and goes terribly wrong? It just seems like there's, there's a lot of other things that could happen or, or things that you could do. Did you ever think about that? Like the risk associated with, with that rest?
0: Uh, Certainly. And I tend to be more um, risk tolerant than my wife. And so we talked a lot about that and we had a couple of things going on, so we had a couple of um, senior designers and account people who we felt really comfortable with sort of leaving things with and It was the summer which was can sometimes be a little bit slower, and we began to prep our clients and just say, "Hey, this is something that we've always wanted to do," and we had talked about it with them for a little while and um, and they they kind of knew that this thing was on the radar. And I think the the biggest thing for us was simply, for so long, in so many ways and in so many conversations, the subtext to kind of everyone's narrative is, if only I could just take some time off, but I can't, because my role here is too important, and if I do, then I might not have a job when I get back, even if people tell me it's okay, like... I think that's just kind of the current and that was just not something that we wanted to be a part of and we wanted to be able to have the freedom to be able to step away and yes like you said like just to step away from this business that you've made you're you're <laughs> you are putting it in the hands of other people and that was a huge test because it was like well if we believe the people that we work with are capable then we need to give them opportunity to be able to rise up into these places and in positions of authority. And if we're always in the way of that, then how can they rise up? How can we give them an opportunity here um, to win? And so um, there was a lot of upside. And I think on the downside of it would be, (laughs) how are we going to do this? Is it all going to fall apart? Is everyone going to fire us? Is this an opportunity? You know, all of those sorts of fears. And so, we just moved into it and we're like we're we're just going to do this for the sake of us our family and what it could be. So we were really riding this sort of wave of opportunity and story and I mean what's crazy about it is that people were rooting for us like to win cuz they wanted to see something happen in a way that they hadn't. You know, it's like oh my gosh, if they can do it, then maybe I can do it. We found that To do the sabbatical, the sabbatical wasn't just about us going and like going and playing golf or going and swimming or traveling or any of that kind of stuff. It was like our kids were five at the time and it was something that we had always dreamed of, which was spending time with our kids in a way where we separated ourselves from just the day in and the day out and... I know you'll probably ask this question a little bit later, but uh, one of the amazing things that happened when we gave ourselves to our family in a way where they saw that, even at five years old, they knew that we were for them. They knew that we were in a different atmosphere and we were like this little team. And mom and dad don't know everything when you're traveling and all the things that have to be handled. And so you see your little dynamic change completely and all of a sudden you need one another in a way that you don't necessarily need when you're at home. Um, and it's just different and providing opportunities for them to grow and have more independence, providing opportunities for us to fail together as a family and like make some really bad mistakes with your kids um, and that kind of stuff and that that began to like grow some really great um, sort of like through lines in our relationship with our kids that you know and now they're 13 and it's just kind of amazing to see what was sown with them then and and kind of what what's happening now with them and yeah. it's really awesome
1: so one time you were telling me about your sabbatical and i i was so interested in like the the little things like your email like what do you do with your email when you're out for five weeks because if i was out for five weeks i would have thousands of emails and you were like, well, I just have this autoresponder and uh, it just says, hey, if you've emailed me, I'm out and your email will not be read. So if this is important, then email me again. And then they literally delete, they're gone. So you won't ever even read it. It was that It was that simple, but I thought, man, that is really, really bold, well-played, my friend. Uh, <laughs> thanks,
0: but I will say that that took wisdom from somebody older than I am and a dear friend to even for me to have that conversation with him and go, hey, this is what I do. And um, and that was really inspiring. And so I thought, hey, if he can do this, then perhaps I can sort of implement this in my own life. And so, and I mean, a practical thing for me and for my wife is, and my wife's name is Nicole by the way um, is that we sort of operate in different frequencies so she's um, she's on the business side and manages our clients um, we both do new business together and then I'm managing the creatives and, and doing the creative stuff and so we just have different gears and I, one tip for me and that when you go on these trips you just, you figure yourself out in some ways and you realize kind of what you need and what you don't need. And one of the things that I found myself needing because we were trying to hang on to the agency life while we were out. And so we were like, okay, this is how it's going to go down. We're going to check in every day at like, you know, end of day and just make sure that nothing's on fire. There aren't any cars on fire, or whatever. And we're going to check in. And what we realized, what I realized is that was like crazy making for me. Like I couldn't do it, but... Nicole was like, "Okay, good. There's some connect. There's like a lifeline back." Mm. And so she felt like, "Okay, I'm, things aren't kind of on fire." And so she needed that and I needed to just be completely removed from everything. And so that the first trip was realizing that and realizing how much that actually it 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 every day I had to go back in and like be around everything and it was just very distracting and um it was distracting for me and it was getting, sort of getting in the way of just my own enjoyment of the time away and don't get me wrong i mean we had a great time on that trip in lots of moments but i think internally you just you you're, you you just feel that tension and yeah. so that was a real challenge but now like fast forward so we did that trip and our kids were 5 now they're 13 and we've had a few more trips, and so now I completely like when I'm gone, I'm just gone. And but for Nicole, we figured this thing out. Well, she's figured this thing out where um, our account managers they put together basically what's happening during the week, and she just gets a summary at the end of the week. Mm-hmm. And it's like just she just needs one like kind of check in. Yeah, and, and that's it's just it. like an FYI. It's just an FYI. Here's a... what's happening. Right. And, um, you know what, and that has really worked for us. And I know you asked sort of like tip wise, one of the things that we've also done and we've just had to, we've had to believe was that the work was going to get done without us and without our sort of handprints and fingerprints all over it. And we had to be okay with that. We had to be okay with letting things go And I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it's just like three, four, or five weeks. Like it takes a lot, as you know, it takes a lot for things to get off of the rails. And you believe though, if you've never done this before, that all it takes is one thing and then it's all going to go bonkers. And the reality is it's not, especially if you have team built in and there's a support team there that the client is already familiar with and it's not all up to you.
1: All right, so out of all the trips that you've, Taken now, what have been some of the biggest benefits or some of the the best outcomes for you.
0: Oh, totally, totally. Um, I think, and you you started going here earlier, but it was this idea of like when creatives go away, they the sort of the the intent there is like they want to be inspired, and so I need to go to museums or I need to like just soak up graphic design that's happening in like London, you know. Yeah. And I would say that inspiration comes in, obviously, so many ways. And most of what you need as a creative is just to clear your mind. Mm-hmm. You know, not actually, I'm going to go and I'm going to, like, for me at least, capture all this amazing graffiti art. And I'm just going to, like, <laughs> I'm going to um, archive it all so that I have all this, like, stuff. Yeah. And I'm going to bring it back. feel bad about
1: what you can actually <laughs>
0: design yourself. That's right. Yeah. Totally. Um And so I found, like, you know, your inspiration is just, like, being able to breathe Mm. and, like, walk in a field in England, you know, and with your kids and cross a stream or, um, you know, swim in, you know, Lake Como with your kids, you know. And that's just, like, like, that's everything. It's amazing. And so, you know, you you end up bringing back all sorts of things from trips like that. You You bring back an ease You know, you bring back a sort of like, hey, don't take life so seriously. You bring back a a sort of a comfortability with people and a sort of a deeper desire to go with into deeper relationships with people. And I know this is going to sound crazy because it doesn't sound like that's like, well, there's nothing quantitative about that. But when you do that, like it just sort of brings you closer with your clients and and your team and you find yourself caring even more. And because in a way you want to give this to them too. And so if you can build that into
1: your your um, agency life, then that's just like all the better. So when is the right time to take some extended time off? Like, is it a, a duration? Do you think like five years, 10 years, 15 years, or is it more of a mindset? Like I am on my last rope. I'm completely done creatively, I've got nothing left, or these clients are driving me crazy, or I'm just working too hard. What is it for you that that you think is a good signal for this is probably the time to take some time off, you know?
0: That's, a, that's such a great question. I can say that it's the wrong time when everything's falling apart. But I think as it relates to like sabbatical, one of the things that we've wanted to naturally build into our office and sort of work life is, Hey, we don't, want, we don't want team members, even when they're like 24, to feel like they've got to get to 40 before they can have time. And one of the things that we do is we've just said, hey, if you've been at Metal 8 for five years, we're going to pay for your time off. And we're going to do three weeks. And the thing you have to do is you have to travel. That's like our gift You have to travel and you have to use the money that we'll give you for traveling. So you can't like, I'm going to get a new roof. There's nothing practical because, I mean, you probably can, I mean, you've heard this and you know this too, like who, to go and give yourself something like that, it's a luxury item. And so like we want people to take time off because we know that they are going to get something out of that for themselves, for their, you know, their family, for their relationship. And so that's just super important to us. And so, you know, we're like, go and do this thing and don't worry. Like, don't worry. Like, you're not going to be – this isn't this isn't like we're going to pull the rug out from under you and when you get back, somebody else is going to be sitting in your seat. Yeah. You know, like you have to be able to go and, with, and trusting that when you get back, you have a home and that we want you to do
1: this. All right, so I can imagine – Some people are saying, well, that's really nice for you, but I don't own my own firm, Jose. What do you want me to do? So can you give folks maybe some tips on how to convince their boss?
0: If somebody wants to do something like this, they have to be able to show the value of it to their boss. Um, They have to show that they're committed to where they're working. And you know, some people are going to react to it in in different ways. You know, there might be some bosses that just might need a longer burn to sort of cozy up to the idea of it. Um, and by all means, use this podcast and have them call me if you need if they need to to be convinced. But um, I think that it it can be done, and a lot of it just is, depends on where you work, I suppose, and what's the sort of. What's the current that's there? Um, We have a relatively small agency, so there's just 12 of us. And these are things we talk about a lot. It's part of who we are. It's part of our normal conversation. There isn't a ton of competitiveness, even though we're competitive. We bring that and we collaborate and bring that on projects. But I think it's a normal thing for us. So I think that if you were going to bring it into an atmosphere where It's competitive and people are watching and looking for opportunities. You know, it's really about, could this be done something? Could this be something that's done sort of agency-wide or office-wide? And if there are barriers, what would be the barriers that you would have to get through? So let's say that you wanted, instead of a five-week sabbatical, it all started with like a week um, or two weeks. What would need to happen? And could you build a case to help help your boss go, okay, this is a reasonably good idea. What's the evidence that you, can, you could put there? And there's plenty of evidence for why rest is good, for why taking time off is good. And so I don't think that that would be too difficult of a sort of a, a case to make. But then if you're in an office situation where you're with 200 people, you know, management's going to have a really hard time going, okay, well we've got 50 people who are coming up on a five-year and we're what we're gonna you know pay for them to go so you really would need to make a case for that i think if it's a smaller agency um again doing the same thing but um seeing how it could change the culture there and to what end like how would it benefit everyone as opposed to hey i really need to go spend time and you know Palm Springs because I really love you know the architecture mid century architecture I gotta go yeah so um, I think I think approaching it in that way sort of in a holistic way and a big picture way would go a long way to like establishing that um, sort of a different culture um,
1: within your in your shop. So I've been defining courage as the ability to reject indifference. It's not the absence of fear. Everyone gets scared or afraid at certain times, but courage is the ability to move forward even though you're a little bit scared. It's the ability to not get stuck or really to give up over time, right? So for you and your career, what are, what are some ways that you've found to reject indifference?
0: Like the longer I've done this, the more that I see that what we do is connected to much bigger things. And it can be connected to bigger things. So if you're younger in your career and you don't have a bigger picture of what you're doing and why it matters, then, then everything is close. The, the things that you see as being important are like within your view. And if you are imagining and you're sort of a little bit longer in your career, you can see that there's just you're it's a marathon and what you're planning for are things that are like way far ahead and there's a different mission that gets put into play there it's not short term it's long term you know it's not transactional it's relational and these are much bigger ideas these are macro ideas that I think are really important and so the way that we reject basically indifference is we just sort of stiff arm it and go, no, we're going to be about these things that that are just different in our field, and we see like what we do is as mattering beyond all the feels you get when you know you post something on Instagram and people like it, or you win awards for that, and it just takes a mind shift, I think, and when you see that what you do is actually affecting how people think about things, um, I think that's really big. I mean, it's easy to think like. Oh, if I'm a director and I make a film, then the film's going to reach X amount of people, and there's something that I want to say. There's a there's a moral, there's a morality tale there, or whatever it is. And it's different if what you say is like, oh, we design a magazine. You know, who's being? How's that? How am I? How's my life mattering in this in this matter? Yeah. And I think a big part of that is just reorienting, like what what your work does and why it does matter. You know, if you're a publication designer, you realize, you know, if the publication has scope of, you know, it's reaching half a million people, the choices you make as a creative and how those tell story within the magazine are directly influencing how people see the context of their lives like right now. And it doesn't seem like a lot, but it's like, that's how, that's how it works. And that's how we sort of stitch together Um, the gulf between I'm a creative person and, oh, well, what's my mission? And I think those are really, those are a couple ways in which we do that. This going back to that question of, are there things that you fear? You know, I used to fear not being good enough. And now I'm like, am I asking the big questions to help us get to a place of like um, a better point of view and perspective of just living life?
1: Oh, I love that so much. This idea that the pursuit of the biggest client or the, the coolest office space uh, or the best work is is just vanity sometimes. And there's this false sense of achievement, especially in the graphic design world where it's all about the likes and it's all about the posts and look at this cool client or this cool project. And it seems like everyone's trying to one up each other with their coolness, but it's it's so shallow and you, when you get to a certain part of your career you can step back and look at it and you have more perspective and you think does that does that even really matter like what what do i really want with my life do i really want those huge clients do i really need to strive and and just do as much as i can to get to the next biggest client cuz i can tell you from first hand experience those big clients they are the most stressful ones they're the ones that overanalyze every single little detail in the presentation, and they make you do two, three, four pre-presentations before you even actually get to give the presentation, where on the flip side, some smaller mom-and-pop shop, they might just let you show up one time, and whatever you present, they love, and the work is much better, and it's just a little bit smoother, so sometimes I feel like we have these false hopes or these false pursuits as graphic designers or as creatives, And it takes a little bit of of perspective sometimes to stop and call a timeout and say, what is it that I really want? And space is required for that. We have to make space in our lives. Then we can actually design the lives that we want for ourselves. And sometimes I wish that creatives would be just as intentional with their own lives as they are with the work that they do for clients. And I think that could be really, really profound for people. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's really good. Totally. All right. Last question for you. So I feel like sometimes the creative community just needs a little, a little pep talk, you know, like the stereotypical coach at halftime when your team's down by a touchdown or two. So what's your halftime speech? for the creative community or maybe I'll I'll reframe it a little bit. What's what's your halftime speech to the younger Jose? I knew you were going to ask something. <laughs>
0: Good grief. Oh my gosh. Um so I had an answer but then you were like, "Hey, what about the little Jose?" Um <laughs> little, and little Jose.
1: <laughs> Which is funny you can't see Jose right now, but you're tall. Oh, well, thanks. 6'5".
0: Yeah. Uh, yes. No, no. Well, 6'2". Six 6'2". Six
1: okay, you heard it first. 6'9". Yeah.
0: <laughs> I can barely fit in this chair, really. It's uh, it's awkward. Um, okay, so, okay. This is actually a really interesting question now that you've asked me. In, um, just this week, and hopefully everyone will, will bear with me as I tell a family story, but this is related. So just this week, I have a 13-year-old. And he doesn't like me talking about him, so I won't give his name. But he was having to do some homework. And he has big dreams. Um, one is he wants to be a YouTuber. And I'm like, I don't know how it's going to happen because uh, that's just not going to happen like in our family. But he's like, that's going to happen. And he also wants to be a pilot. And... He's had some, some challenges this week with homework and, like, not wanting to do it and sort of, like, just-in-time prep and, like, I'm going to wing it and that kind of thing. And, and I'm like, you know, what could be really helpful is if, what if I drew a timeline for him? And so we sat at the kitchen table um, the other night, and I basically sat with him, and I'm like, hey, I'm going to draw a picture, and I want you to just hang with me. And I drew this picture, and it was from where he is right now. So I just wrote up top, 13 year old you and I wrote this that drew a big line to like 28 year old pilot. And then I put like all the I started filling it in. I'm like, what are all the little obstacles that are potentially coming up? And it just started dawning on me like I'm giving him this picture of this thing. And then I've been thinking about this for the last couple of days of like on the other side of it saying, here's where I am. Here's 46 year old Jose. And what is 75 year old Jose? What's gonna happen between now and then? And I think I think that I'm on the right track, but I, there's so much that I want to learn. And if I look back, I know I, I find myself saying, Hey, you wanna learn all of these things. But don't let that be the thing, you know. Don't let be. Don't let the the desire for more knowledge be the thing that's driving you, um, because you're going to get to be seventy six, and who, or who around you is going to really care about all that knowledge? You know, what do they really want? And what are the people at that age? What are my kids when they're whatever age? And maybe they've got a young family. You know, are they going to want that for me, or what are they going to want for me? And then, what does my community look like? And so, like, hey, little Jose, um, and in Spanish that would be Joselito. So I'd be like Joselito, mira, and um, and I'd be saying, hey, you need to just keep in mind that the sort of this path that you're on, this trajectory, is really about maintaining and expanding your community expanding like the way that you're pouring into it and what you believe and can we like have more people come around that and what kind of change could come from that and what does it look like to be a mentor and you know do what you can where you are and not sort of have wanderlust for these other big picture things which is not where you're at you know like I'm always going to be a creative at heart and I know what I know and I'm not immediately going to become a biologist and all of a sudden I want to go like talk about biology with people. So this is just where I am. So how can I do that? How can I be used like where I am right now and then from now until then? Hmm. So I think that's, I mean, that's a really long answer. Sorry, everyone, uh, to, <laughs> to get to that. I'm not, sometimes I'm just not very succinct. So,
1: yeah, no, I love that. I think that's so powerful. Um, the theme we've been talking about all along is perspective and stepping back and seeing the the macro and making sure that we're being intentional with our life. And that's, that's exactly what you're talking about. And I think all that really, it matters, you know, and that's exactly why I wanted to sit down and, and learn more from you today, because the seed that you planted years ago about this idea of sabbatical influenced me to actually take a sabbatical. Last uh, December, I took a sabbatical and And that was the kind of the beginning of even this podcast. I was able to step back and say, what is it that I really want to do with my time? How can I impact and pour into others? And then voila, the creative rising was born. So Jose, you are the grandfather of this podcast. Thank you for that. And thank you for your time. Also, thanks for leading like you do. Thank you for having an amazing perspective that is very unique in the agency world Thank you for doing beautiful design work. Thank you for inspiring others and continue to do what you do, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. If you liked what you heard from Jose, be sure to check out his firm, Meta Leap Creative. You can go to M E T A. LEAPCreative.com to find out more. Next week on The Creative Rising, we're going to talk about the will to walk away. How do you know when it's time? Maybe it's an unhealthy relationship, an unhealthy project, or maybe it's a company that you started, or maybe it's a dream job or a project that you really love. And it takes guts to say goodbye. So next week, we're going to talk to author and city planner Ryan Gravel about how he walked away multiple times from his brainchild, the Atlanta Beltline. Check it out. You're not going to want to miss it. And thanks for listening. If you liked this, please, please, please tell your friends. Leave us a review. It really helps others to find the show. And if you're struggling with something in your creative career and you want us to do an episode about it, go to thecreativerising.com and let us know. Maybe we'll do an episode on it. Today's episode was edited by Wes, busy as a bee, Blankenship. Music by Josh, get up to get down, Garmin. An illustration by Rachel, take it easy, Eleanor. And a big shout out to Matchstick, a brand identity house. They lead organizations to discover who they are and how they best express themselves. For more information on them, go to Matchstick, M-A-T-C-H-S-T-I-C dot And a big shout out to Constellations Studios in Sweet Auburn in Atlanta, Georgia. Check them out at constellations.community.